welcome to 216, a link to the past randomizer podcast. I am your host, Fear Agent. Back for our Thursday episode. Today, we've got Matt Cap on the show. Had a really good time chatting with Matt Cap, and uh, won't take too much time to get to the interview. 216 Weekly this Saturday, noon Eastern, as always. Now, we'll be playing SGL Kaz Boots, chosen by uh, Monday's guest, Matt7898. Uh, when I started the 216 Weekly, I wasn't sure how we were going to choose the modes. And when I recorded with Matt, we hadn't started playing, and uh, and he chose the mode. I think going forward, we'll have the restream winner pick the, the mode going forward. If you're listening to this and you will participate in the 216 Weekly, please do not be afraid to volunteer for restreams. I'm, I want to put everyone on. I don't want to put just my friends or the top tier players. I want to put everybody on. So even if you don't think you fall into that category, please volunteer. I'd love to I'd love to put you on the restream. And if you win, you get to pick the mode for the next week. So the 216 Weekly, Saturday, noon Eastern, restreamed on my Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash fearagent underscore. We've been having a really good time with those 216 Weeklies. Last week was a lot of fun with homemade beer and Mr. Ed on the restream in the potpourri. So if you're around on a Saturday and you want to join a slightly bigger race, you know, we're, we're crossing that 10 plus people threshold fired up. We've got uh, ping announcements in the discord as well. 216pod.com has a link to the discord if you want to join that and get notifications. Tournaments are going on. We'll recap some of that stuff on Monday. I was in the SGL online portion, the spoiler tournament. I was, I think, eighth out of the top 16. Then I lost to Shady Force. Uh, pretty handily, and then I lost to Schulzer pretty handily. So in it and out of it, which kind of leads me to what I want to chat about a little bit today. You know, last week I talked a lot about enjoying the game and finding ways to enjoy the game that's not based off of winning and losing and just trying to have fun. And I said that when I was like, of course, on a seven or eight game ladder win streak and I was doing well in the in the cross keys tournaments and (laughs) things were going easy and it's so easy. It's so easy to talk about having fun and keeping it casual when you're winning and things are going well. And I'm actually here to call out my own bullshit because the last couple of days have been really tough. You know, I, I joined the, the, the spoiler log tournament and you know, I qualified, I did all right, but then I just got blown out by shady and then I just got blown out by Schulzer and it made me like question my own self-worth and how good I am at the game. And all of a sudden it wasn't fun anymore. And I realized, well, wait a second, I've been talking about, you know, enjoying, enjoying the game despite the wins and losses. And here I am bitching and moaning on stream and crying on stream and woe is me on stream as I'm, as I'm just getting outplayed. What's hard is I'm equating my own self-worth to my play and my play has not been good. My play, objectively, has not been good. I, I've been making lots of mistakes. I did a ladder race today, and I died to Landmo for no. I, there was no reason for me to die Landmo, and I died on the climb. And there was no reason for me to die on the climb. I was just bonking everywhere. My my gameplay was not good. Like there's no sugarcoating it. I'm not playing well. But just because I'm not playing well doesn't necessarily mean I'm bad at the game. And it doesn't mean I'm a terrible person. I think that's the hard part is I, I equate what I do, my performance, with how I play the game. So, of course, I lose because I'm playing like shit, but that doesn't necessarily mean I'm terrible. It doesn't necessarily mean that I'm I'm awful. And it doesn't necessarily mean I shouldn't be having fun because on stream, I'm having fun. You know, I'm having fun up to a point and then I, I, I just I, I just lose it. 
So it's really about managing expectations, managing goals, and understanding that things aren't always going to go that way. Like, I think the hard part is when you don't play well, for example, today uh, in the ladder, lots of bonking, the stupid deaths that just shouldn't have happened. And then you last location, hard last location, something, and it like compounds itself. And it's hard to just let it go, at least for me. So I, I really feel like I'm calling my myself out for trying to portray everything as like, just have fun and just, uh, you know, the wins and losses don't matter. I pride myself on being a very honest person. I don't like masks. I don't want to try to portray a front or, you know, come on the podcast and talk about how great everything is. And then behind, behind the scenes, or if you come into the stream, you see that it's not true. I, w- I want to be open and honest. And that's kind of where I'm at in the last week is like, I went from, wow, I'm really enjoying the game. What do you know? I'm winning to not playing well, losing and feeling like shit. So I'm trying to figure out how to practice exactly what I preach, you know, like just have fun, just enjoy it. And it's really hard. And I feel like on stream, I feel bad afterwards because I'm such a bummer when that stuff happens and people are having a good time in the chat and everything. And so then that compounds on top of it as well. Uh, it's just tough. I don't know if I have an answer. I don't even know if there is an answer. And just like anything that's difficult in life, it's about taking it moment by moment, situation by situation. And so I feel like I'm managing it better than I have in the past because I would get in these, in these little ruts and it would ruin my day. It would ruin my attitude. It would ruin everything. And so in the last two days was, was some really tough races. I was very pissed off. I allowed myself to be pissed off about it. I wish I didn't cry about it as much as I did on stream. Like you could go back and, and listen to me uh, whine for a few a few minutes afterwards. I regret that kind of stuff. But I, I allowed myself to be upset. I allowed myself to just kind of process it. I went and got a Popeye's chicken sandwich. And then I put things into perspective. So am I, am I upset that I lost? Sure. I'm upset at my gameplay personally more than anything. Because, you know, the rando, there's always that luck element with, with do I go left? Do I go right? Do I go up? Do I go down? Do I find progression here? Do I last locate it? That's going to happen. I'm just disappointed with how my gameplay, actual like execution gameplay has been going. That's correctable. That's fixable. And it doesn't necessarily mean that I need to tie my self-worth into that. And so that's kind of what I'm talking about with changing my perspective. That chicken sandwich definitely helped. But yeah, just trying to change the perspective of it. That it doesn't have to be terrible. Like, yeah, it sucks. And yeah, I can be mad that it sucks. But then I can go eat a chicken sandwich and put it all back into perspective. That leads me to the interview today. We've got Matt Cap on the show. Matt Cap's great. I uh, have a really great conversation with him. Really great opportunity to learn who he is and hear his story. And he does talk about changing his perspective and changing the perspective of the game when it tilts you. And uh, I, the last two days I've been tilted. So I needed to take in what Matt Cap said a little bit more. So enough of me. Let's get to Matt Cap and, uh, and hear his story. All right, Matt Cap. There's the link, the world of Link to the Past randomizer, and then within that world of Link to the Past randomizer, there's all these little subsets of categories of communities. So there's like, you guess the general one that would encompass like the main tournament and stuff. But then you have people separated by countries, and you are a, a huge part of the Spanish community, 
And even though I am Mexican, I don't speak Spanish, shamefully. And so you and I haven't had a ton of interaction, but I'm I'm really excited to hear your story and how you kind of got into this game. Yeah, awesome. Happy to be here. Yeah, it's the Spanish-speaking community. I want to point out that so many countries. It's, I'm, I'm the first that always says Spanish community, uh-huh. but it does include a, a ton of countries in South America and everything. Right. Uh, so, yeah, right. really happy to be here. <laughs> yeah. Right, because like German... The German community is mostly, you know, locked into Germany. And then, uh, you know, the French-speaking community is mostly France. There's a little bit of uh, Canadians in there as well. But Spanish is all over the place, right? You've got... Because uh, I'm not sure. You're you're not in Mexico, right? You're in Spain? No. Yeah, I'm in Spain, yeah. Okay. And so, yeah, you have this this pretty big community that you've been cultivating. I feel like you're you're one of, like, the, the leaders, I guess. Of the, of the Spanish community, and I know it's continued to grow, and you're doing some cool stuff over there, too. Yeah, we're trying. Like, uh, I have been for a time, like, one of the main people behind it, for sure. It wasn't mm-hmm. at the beginning. Uh, I did get into it, uh, like, with a tournament that we can get into it later, I guess. But, yeah, yeah. like, as you were saying, it's a ton of sub-communities. The Spanish-speaking community was, like... Very small for sure, which, uh, like, to be honest, it's like one of my biggest questions in Rando because I feel it shouldn't be that way. But, mm-hmm. like, slowly over a lot of time, I'm started, starting to understand maybe why it's that way. And, and yeah, trying to improve it and, and having a ton of fun, you know? It's, mm-hmm. yeah, as you say, it's a shame sometimes because as my interaction trying to grow this community, I grew larger and larger. Obviously, my interaction with the main community, so to speak, maybe decreases, which is a shame since there's mm-hmm. obviously a, a ton of awesome people, which I would like right. maybe to know to get to know more. But but yeah, like at least hopefully it's like uh, going all the way around, you know, and, and we can just like all find our place there. I, I, right. I think. Yeah. For sure. Having a place that is a, a bit smaller and allows you to like get to know people better, I think is actually a positive. Let's start kind of where, where, you, where you mentioned. Why do you think the Spanish community uh, hasn't grown as much as you would like to see? I'm not really sure, to be honest. We've, we've discussed this like a lot because I, I joined the Spanish community like in 2020. Mm-hmm. With the Spanish SG Live tournament, Road mm-hmm. to SG Live, like to put in perspective, because I I started playing like at the end of 2019, more or less. So I didn't know, really know if there had been like any previous Spanish speaking, like getting to the game with so much stuff at the same time. You know, mm-hmm. I I hadn't gotten to that, and suddenly I saw it. This tournament, it was a tournament with a prize to go to SG Life, which is finally going to be fulfilled this year, it seems. <laughs> right. With all the craziness in the world. Yeah. <laughs> right. But um, there was only eight people in that tournament. Mm. So uh, that's kind of like, I don't know. Uh, I, I I didn't came like from speedrunning or anything like that. So I didn't really know. But that already seems strange for me. And... I don't know, I think like back then there was a community of people like that played in the 512 Swiss and everything, people that enjoyed the game, that started the community. But I think maybe there were like speedrunners, you know, like playing mm. different games, different Zeldas. Yeah. And like they were focused like more, we have like a group of friends here and we played this the same as we play other stuff, you know? Mm. So yeah, 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 for sure. Maybe 
from the start that said it in that way and so i think maybe that's a reason but even then like obviously you can see like the french or the german communities growing much longer i don't know some mm. people have even brought up like since the game was never in spanish but i believe it is in french and in german mm. maybe that made the game sold better uh, sell better originally and there's mm. also more, way more speed runners for the game but right. i mean i think maybe that argument you could use it like years ago but at this right. point right Right. If you see how people are getting into the game and everything, that's obviously not true. Mm-hmm. I think at mm-hmm. least not now, you know, I think sure. the game is much more accessible as well. But yeah, yeah like, and yeah, like, I don't know, this year we actually like joined the, the Goldmode Podcast Mentor Tournament as a group, which didn't really think of it before, to be mm. honest. Yeah. And I kick myself for it i don't know why <laughs> sure. because it was yeah. really obvious you know like just yeah. join us a group mm-hmm. did you have and a that, decent group join this year oh yeah we were like uh because uh one person got rejected but in the end got accepted and we we're like i don't know if nine or ten people i think nine. Oh, which is like wow. yeah it's quite good yeah, 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 yeah i was quite happy good. with it yeah, yeah it's mm-hmm. like Obviously, if you think about the great scheme and you just want more and more people joining, it's not that much. But like, if you compare it to the total number of the tournament right. and the right. people from each community and something is, hey, like we're here, you know, like we're uh, new right. people and people were quite excited about it, I think, about the idea. Yeah. yeah, it's cool to see. It's cool to see any community grow within Link to the Past and just in Link to the Past randomizer in general, like having new people join is great. And, uh, you know, a lot of people in the Spanish community are already making their names known, um, putting up really good results. And uh, it's cool to see just to cool to see that cool to see new people coming into the game for sure. And it's really good because the other thing I wanted to point out maybe regarding this is I think the other problem that we had maybe since we were such a small community and we had mainly early on like Asafas and Toase, which are both like top speed runners of the game Mm -hmm. and also with Mm -hmm really good results in the main tournament way as back at 2018 or something like that like mm-hmm. when you're really small community and you're playing with players so good i think that obviously pushes you up a, a lot you know for sure because yeah. that's that's what you see <laughs> yeah totally and, i mean that's kind of what happened with gamma right like Gamma's really good at the game and so i hung out with gamma a lot yeah. and it's frustrating because he beats me so many times but he's also pushing me and challenging <laughs> me to get better and like if you find people that can yeah. help you get better, then then yeah, it, it makes everyone better overall. Yeah, for sure. And that's actually what happened to, uh, I mean, I can get into it later as well, but way down the line, actually, when maybe Asata and Oasa weren't playing as much, like I chance Gamma to actually join our tournament or community. And it's like, okay, now you have maybe even bigger mountain to climb, you know? It's frustrating <laughs> sure. a bit. Yeah, for it sure. Is. <laughs> it is, but. Yeah. But yeah, but it's always good. Obviously, he's an awesome dude, uh, first thing. But uh, still, it's really good like to play with people so good and and mm-hmm. push on. Even back then, like uh, when we were learning the game, that's just having two people in the Discord that you can ask them basically anything in the mm-hmm. game, and they mm-hmm. will give you the perfect speed runner answer. I think yeah. it's like really good <laughs> at the start, yeah. you know, especially for, for such sure. a small community because at least. Like you have the knowledge there at least. So I think that was really important. But mm-hmm. 
at the same time, like, because we we basically just after the tournament, like, started playing multi-worlds and stuff together. And mm-hmm. we just, like, you know, started playing together and the community built up a, a bit from there. Mm-hmm. But I think the problem, as I was saying, is the barrier of entrance was, like, really big. Because if I try to get, like, new people that come from, like, speedrun and something like that into the game, like... Th- I think this is people that usually sign up for a tournament like mm. a month before, you know, they practice, they right. play the tournament, and then they go to the next tournament. The problem is if you don't start playing random, I don't know, six months before, mm-hmm. if there's not a lot of new people, you're just going to get destroyed. Right. Like, <laughs> right. E- even not by the best players, you know, like, I mean, it's wrong though. Maybe once in a blue moon, uh, everything aligns, but but yeah, mm-hmm. and that was, I feel that was a really big problem because like people, I think that like if they watch our restreams, it was like, and sometimes the commentary it's not hating, but when you're just used to seeing the same players once again and again and mm-hmm. again, and to a regular audience where it's small or big, like for example, like if you don't do a, a one plus one in Ganon, this is terrible. You know, and <laughs> right. I think that makes it way more into, like if you're watching this from outside and oh my god, this player's not doing seven hearts Meyer and then killing Ganon perfectly, he's terrible. Like this is impossible. Right. I think we're at that point, but I think that, like the mentor tournament really, for all the obvious reasons, I think uh, really good for that. Right. It helps encourage people instead of tear them down. Right. Because the game is hard. Uh, you know, the community's gotten a lot better over the years and uh, the the median has just risen. Everyone's right at the middle of good. Everyone's just right at the same spot for the most part. And there's a couple at the, at the cream of the crop at the top. But uh, the game is tough. And so when you see people, when new people come into the game and they don't get it right away, uh, it can be discouraging if the if the community doesn't embrace them like that. Yeah, let's start. Totally. Let's start with your story. What were you playing when you were a kid? Did you were you playing Link to the Past? I don't know. Uh, you were in okay. Spain. You've you've been in Spain your whole life. I take it. Yeah, yeah. I've been in Spain my whole life, and I'm 35. So okay. I'm also a bit on the older side. Yeah. Oh no, I'm I'm even older <laughs> uh, than that. So you're young. <laughs> I know. Um, so I, I don't know. You tell me what was what was gaming like yeah. uh, as a kid growing up in Spain for you? Yeah, like I had mostly like uh, when I was really small, like Nintendo and when I was like really young and like my cousin lived upstairs, like an older cousin. So I do think I was playing like Nintendo and everything uh, with him. I do remember when I got for Christmas, I don't know, probably the year it was released or after that, like the Super Nintendo packing mm. with the Super Mario World and yeah. like Super Nintendo has always been like my console, you know, like in, mm-hmm. in that way I feel like it's the one I had more and more fun with it. True. And yeah, I played a ton of Super Nintendo games over the years, like mainly RPG as for A Link to the Past. Like, I couldn't tell you, like, my first playthrough. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know when I discovered how to kill Trimax, you know? Mm. <laughs> like, <laughs> sure. Uh, that's something <laughs> I probably did with some <laughs> friends. And I don't know, it's like ingrained in me. I think I do remember, like, I feel the first time I saw the game, like, I was staying with some friend, well, well, with some friends of my mom, and like he had a kid, and I do remember like vaguely the escape sequence. I don't know why, but that mm. kind of stuck with me. That's True. probably the first time I saw the game, <laughs> mm. like the escape sequence, and 
And yeah, like I did play it a ton of times, but it's not like I was completing each game like 30 times. Sure. Or anything, maybe a couple of times, but I don't know, games were hard. <laughs> You know, like yeah, for uh, sure, uh, for sure. Like I don't know, uh, DKC, the truly like completing them or something, or these games, or like. Unfortunately, we it it seems weird now, but we didn't get all the games. Like for some reason, we weren't getting Final Fantasies, for example, mm. which I feel I would have loved. You know, uh, mm. well, we did get Terra Enigma, which is like my second favorite Super Nintendo game. Mm. which was really cool for some reason the states didn't get it but like yeah secret of evermore zelda i really well super and countless hours like playing super mario kart or all these games with yeah. my friends that was really cool and like from there yeah, i got like an n64 gamecube playstation i did play like i did like keep playing most of those games like Ocarina of Time. So I did like Ocarina of Time, but mm -hmm. it's not the same. Right. Like, I don't know, 2D games. I think, I think they're just easier to understand. Sure. I don't know. Like, and Ocarina of Time, I, I can get into it a little bit later actually, but I did play like a bit of Ocarina of Time randomizer and it's really fun, but it, Everything's just so hard. Like, sure, you, <laughs> yeah. You, you can do a, you can do Eastern Palace in the time you do three rooms in Ocarina of Time, mm -hmm. and you, and right. you have to think so much, you know. Right. Totally. But, but yeah, so I was playing like I think uh, most of these games, uh, general games and everything, and like when I was I don't know fifteen or sixteen years old, I got massively into World of Warcraft. Oh, okay. So. Yeah, I stopped playing everything else basically. It won't work. Maybe became like, your your main go to. Yeah, it was. I played it probably way too much. I think. Mm. Uh, but <laughs> sure. uh, yeah, but like I, it's funny, you know. But um, I feel like at that point, is maybe if you know, like I don't know, Wind Waker or something like that was released, I probably would play it. But I think maybe that's the point I stopped mm. having any interest in like trying to play all the games, you know, sure. or most of the games. Right. Like, right. I think at that point, it, I really got used to like having a main game, mm. you know, I, see. I think yeah. that I, I, that's where I really got the idea. Like, this is the, the main thing uh, I'm going to invest my gaming time or whatever, like trying to one way or another because in that game it was i mean you had to play well but honestly it was more uh, obviously a huge time investment but also like coordinating like 20 30 people over months and doing everything and mm -hmm. setting everything up and that was like also a huge part of it obviously so right i think yeah like the the fact of having like a main game or something that started there and like yeah i could talk obviously about that for a long of time but it's not really but yeah like just to give a feel like where i come from you know like from a gaming mm -hmm. background like mm -hmm. it's probably different like i feel not most people but a lot of people in the community you know and from there i just stopped playing world of warcraft at one point because well i feel the game was 
going very badly, but mostly because of work and stuff and becoming mm -hmm. an adult, you know, an adult, yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, less time to actually yeah, play the games. Yeah. yeah. First real job and everything. And uh -huh. like, not at first I could, and everything. So yeah, eventually like the expansion ended and everything. And it felt like I'd been playing like for, I don't know, five years at that point or four years, two whole expansions. Like we went from nothing to a good Spanish guild, like raiding and everything. And it was fun. Mm -hmm. And I felt I had like, just, I was done with that. I don't know. Yeah. And from there, like, I don't even know how I got really like into Starcraft, which I sometimes hear other people uh, uh, around here talking about Starcraft too, which makes me right. really happy. And I think that's also where I liked, I got into restreaming commentary, watching a game, like mm. I wouldn't say esports, but that right. aspect of it and like right. the background and all the knowledge I might have and I can apply here. I, it's a hundred percent scum from Starcraft for sure. Okay. I think. So I, yeah, yeah. That's a large, a much bigger community than Link to the Past Randomizer. And so there's, I imagine, especially early on, a lot of, a lot more coverage of it on, on early, early Twitch, right? Yeah. Oh, that was, that was like, I got a bit into Twitch just a year, I think that, it was weird because sometimes it was on Twitch. Sometimes you had to watch it on, what was the name? Oh, GOM TV. Wow. Yeah, it was oh. like, it, it was, <laughs> okay. yeah, GOM TV. It was like the player of the Koreans because if you wanted to watch like the GFL, which was the the best tournament, and aside from that, the, the best commentators, in my opinion, mm -hmm. like if you want to learn from someone, I think it, Tasteless and Atrocious are probably like the best commentators in any game, in my opinion. And you can just watch them talk about anything for hours. You know, and uh, but it, it was behind a paywall at some point, actually, because Blizzard oh, and everyone wow. was really cocky <laughs> at some point <laughs> that they thought it was going to go. So, yeah, we were paying like, I don't know, 20 or 30 dollars a month to watch the tournament. Wow. Which wow. feels insane right now. <laughs> yeah, it does. That, that, that's a lot. So did you find that the, that those communities, because the thing that I hear about them is they're a bit more toxic or can be a little bit more toxic. Did you find that that you were coming across that with like starcraft and stuff or how, how was your experience with it warcraft it's like different obviously so it's especially before it was server based and we were talking like about a mm. big community starcraft sure. i wouldn't say it was that talk i mean like if i finish a 1v1 match and someone starts like insulting me or something i couldn't care less you know <laughs> like mm. it's uh, sometimes it does happen but i still i don't know like uh maybe it's because i'm used to other i don't but at to some point i think like trash talking is part of gaming sure to be honest sure, sure. like you know uh, it doesn't have to get too bad but like yeah i think trash talking is can be good but it also can become it can become toxic when it becomes about someone's appearance or their orientation. Oh, you, know what I mean? you know what I mean? Like when it, when it goes beyond the game, then it becomes, that's, I think where the toxicity comes from. Yeah, exactly. Never go outside of the game, but I would say like Starcraft can be bad, but the main difference and what I loved about Starcraft, it's, it was, well, you can play it in teams, but like the real mm -hmm. game, so to speak, it's one V one, you know? Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I think one V one always changes a lot. Like, I think the main toxicity in the end is going to come like from League of Legends or something like that. Right, right. Yeah, that's definitely Which I always despised and it sure. killed Starcraft, but mm. that's another matter. But I think yeah. like 
in the end, what I don't like about League of Legends games, like, I think the team aspect is like the good part, but the thing mm-hmm. that kills it in the end, because I think that toxicity among teammates is a real problem, to sure. be honest. Mm-hmm. I yeah, think it's not as friendly. It's it not like from. we're we're on the same team and we're going to be friends. It becomes almost like rivalries or something. It's weird. Yeah. Yeah, because like the the thing with StarCraft and. It's also the thing with, it can be the same with Rando or speed running. The, the thing with Rando, it's since there's the Rando component, you can always blame, you know, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. I think is part of the problem with the game. Like StarCraft had none of that. Like right. StarCraft was, I, I started, when I started playing, I knew nothing. Like one, some wow friend like helped me out in the beta, but in the uh, beta, but I started knowing nothing about the game. Like, and I got to Diamond in the first season, which in the moment was like the highest rank. But later they introduced like Master and Grandmaster, which are the real high ranks. Like I just cheesed my way through, you know, nothing special. <laughs> but mm-hmm. but I, I, I did something, you know, at least I feel I accomplished something in the game. And the thing is, like, it's really, really hard on yourself. And the problem with StarCraft and the problem for newer players for 1v1 games, I think, is you could lose... 30, 40 minutes match in 30 seconds, you know, mm. literally. If yeah. you mismanage your units, like in the worst way, like, I don't know, your soldiers just got killed by tanks or something like that, to put it plainly, like you could, and it's incredibly frustrating, like after 40 minutes of really trying, because StarCraft, in my opinion, it's like the hardest game ever. I, I think like the three big games or genres, uh, genres should be RTS, uh, shooting games and fighting games. Mm. Like one people or another will tell you like, which is like the hardest or everything. But for me, I feel StarCraft, it's like chess in real time, a uh, thousand actions per minute doing way too many. And like to just lose a game after so much time for a dumb, I think the toxicity comes come from that like mm-hmm. because it's so frustrating but i think starcraft and it's very I, it's very similar to how i view rando as a competitive game to be honest it it teaches you i think a really important idea which especially now i think can really be applied to rando which is the game is not if you want to be competitive it's not really about improving it's about improving faster than everybody else mm-hmm and once you really understand that, I think you can like, because as you say, the, the community obviously now is much better than like mm-hmm. a couple of years ago by far, but that's only natural in the thing. I can understand why maybe some people would like it to stay like a bit more casual, you know, but I think it's normal. Just like people just want to get better. And I think that's like, because that's probably what one of the things I really liked about Rando, like you can really improve at it, I think. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. And StarCraft really teaches you that, I feel. Sure, sure, sure. So you're playing StarCraft, moving on from, from, from World of Warcraft. How do you find Link to the Past Randomizer? So I had seen it at some point, like, I don't know, it's some random Kotaku article or even a sure. Twitch because... <laughs> mm-hmm. I didn't wa- uh, it's not like I was like watching really a lot of StarCraft streamers or everything. Mostly I just like watch tournaments and, and stuff, mm-hmm. you know, and and well, when I was playing WoW, I mean, well, um, this wasn't uh, like this was just in TV at the beginning. Like, right. Which right. Yeah. And MLG, it's in, in, in its own custom player. Like 
I remember watching StarCraft tournaments on Justin TV before it was Twitch, you know? So it was, mm-hmm. I like, like for a while, I was like uploading videos to Filefront instead of YouTube because oh, I wow. didn't see the point in uploading them to YouTube. Mm-hmm. It, it was a really different world, you know, but, but yeah, oh, totally. that's another yeah. point. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we, yeah, like yeah I mean, everything's kind of settled, right? Like Twitch and YouTube and everyone's kind of got, uh, there was that uh, mixer or something that tried to get in the game a little bit, but now it's, I mean, yeah. Yeah, Twitch is the main one. YouTube is, is more, more for videos. There is some live streaming on YouTube, but Twitch is definitely like the, the, the central place to do it. But when you, yeah. when you're talking about those Justin TV days, those, those were the wild west. Like, people were still figuring out where to post stuff. And you, I think there was like Ustream and a couple of different different streaming platforms and stuff that were still trying to trying to figure things out. Yeah, totally. Because in WoW, well, in WoW, no, like streaming of like high-end rates, which is what I like, no one would have done it because you wanted mm-hmm. to keep that secret. Like in the end, people have started to done it because they have to monetize it somehow, especially nowadays, right. you know? Right. But, but yeah, like, um, so I just like, I played different stuff. I kept playing Sarka, but I like dialed down a bit. I had seen Rando, but I don't know. From the outside, it just seemed insane, you know? Uh, mm. Like, I had never, like, these people are way too good. This is crazy. This is going to be really hard <laughs> to get into it. Like, yeah. I had played, like, the game on and off sometimes. I do remember, like, I don't know, buying it when it came out for the Game Boy Advance as well and completed mm. it, like, four or five times in a row. Right. 3D Zelda, I did like them, but like uh, Twilight Princess just lost me and I already completed mm-hmm. years after. Really liked mm-hmm. Wind Waker, but I would only complete them once and that's right. it. Like, see them to experience them, but the gameplay, I don't know. I think there's something in the, to, to be honest, for me, the, the gameplay in A Link to the Past, it's, it's really about the boots. Mm. I think there's something thing very satisfactory about how the boots work and how you dash right. and how you yeah. release the bottom and in how you kill the enemies and i think that's like the game is really fun to play at least for sure. me you know I've, sure i've always really liked it it's like i always try to play any kind of game that like the game boy game the game boy games were good but they were a bit limited but i did play like minish cap any kind of game, like, I don't know, Alundra for the PlayStation 1 or any kind of game similar mm-hmm. I did try to play. But I think nothing captured it the same mm-hmm. as A Link to the Past or well, right. Zelda in general. But A Link to the Past is always, I've always said it, my favorite Zelda by far, for sure. And uh, funnily enough, yeah, go ahead. You, well, you said that Twilight Princess lost you. What was it about Twilight Princess you feel like that, that lost you? Um... I don't know, because Wind Waker, I did love the art and everything, and even the sea. I, but I don't know, I think the hand-holding was, I don't know. It was just like, I felt at one point you were just like following points in a map. Mm, yeah. So to speak, and go here and do this and go yep. here and do this. And I don't know, maybe the, maybe the game was just too big. And at that point, I I don't know. It's big and it's pretty linear. Like Twilight Princess is pretty linear as opposed to like, you know, I guess the more classic Zelda where it's kind of like, go figure this out, right? Like the world is open, go figure it out. Link to the Past has that quite a bit too. You know, when you when you start the game and you, you rescue Zelda, it's like, go. And you can go into Eastern, you can go to Kakariko, you know what I mean? Like, and you got to kind of piece it all together. Where I feel like Twilight Princess 
because I, I feel kind of the same with you with Twilight Princess. It just it felt too linear almost. I don't know. Yeah, and all the start with the horse, and I, I don't know. It's I, it feels oh, like yeah. it's ours just to just, uh, leave the starting area, you know. know. And that's yeah. one of my least favorite aspects of Twilight Princess is the beginning. Is it's so long? The beginning is so long. Yeah. Yeah, and I think uh, I don't know. It's maybe the art style is too dark. I don't know. I I do like like bright games. You know, I think mm-hmm. they could. I I mean, it's not like I only like bright games. I can sure like. Sure like a more dark or mature game or whatever. But mm-hmm. I really liked Wind Waker. Like, I think the expressiveness and, the, the and everything of the characters, it's like, well, it's, it's so good because of that. I think like even the GameCube game looks so good mm-hmm. today. But yeah, because like uh, A Link Between Worlds, for example, was released and I did play like that. Like, I think I completed it five times in a row, Yeah, you know, like... <laughs> Even if I was older on the 3DS <laughs> and everything, like if the gameplay yeah. is there, I, I I think I still liked it. And one, yeah. well, Skyward Sword, I I, I couldn't play it. Mm-hmm. Like I just couldn't do it. I tried it, and I don't know between the Wii mode, the hand holding, and everything, I just couldn't do it. I I mm-hmm. want to play the the Switch version at some point. Yes, I do want to play, but <laughs> yeah, I, I bought know. the Switch it's... version and I have barely <laughs> played it because it just it just feels so different and having to swing stuff around or I don't know the buttons just feel the layout's weird and I I'm with you like there's something about Skyward Sword that just is very off putting yeah and it's a shame for sure but mm-hmm. uh, but well then Breath of the Wild I did enjoy a lot yeah genius game like yeah. Yeah, the sense of exploration in that game is is obviously very high, and yeah, I, I'm with you there. Yeah, and like uh, you can do so much. Yeah, <laughs> so I, I love I re- I'm a huge Breath of the Wild fan. Um, so 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 you randomly find Link to the Past while watching Twitch or Link to the Past randomizer watching Twitch or no? I can actually point the day. Like I started okay. being interested. No, it was. It was actually with the release of the Nintendo Switch Online for Super Nintendo. Oh. Uh, they, yeah, it was that. It was really that. Nothing more than that. They released that. I, I had my Switch. Uh, let's play A Link to the Class. I beat the game two times, and it was <laughs> okay. I want to play more A Link to the Past. <laughs> it's, it was just that, and I said, okay, let's let's look into randomizer uh, with a friend of mine from the Spanish community, which he's a friend from mine from childhood. And we've played mm-hmm. always played games, so we just started. And I was really like really hooked from the beginning, you know, because I just I completed the game two times, and I just say, okay, let's. What is this rando? I looked into it like for ten minutes, and I said, okay, this this looks really fun, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. So, like some people maybe say, oh, I didn't race for months or or, or something like that. I was all the opposite, like because I work as a freelance now, so. And I live alone, so like if I'm not working on anything, I have a lot of time, you know, like maybe to a fault sometimes, maybe it's not good sometimes, but like, and and I'm used to playing like a lot, you know, coming from especially WoW, stuff like that, but so I got really, really into the game. So this was like, I believe the 17th of September of 2019, something like that. Okay. So I just... It was released and I just started playing two days later. And I think I did my first seed with Emma Tracker directly. Like, because I just like, 
got into a Discord, started reading stuff, the the subreddit and everything, and just reading stuff. To be honest, I was kind of shocked when I discovered that map tracking was allowed. Mm. I didn't really understand it. This is like mm. they're taking everything out of the game. I don't know. And I still think it's a bit weird sometimes, but even if it's only for the accessibility of it, I think it's important. But yeah. sometimes you, you, want, you wonder, right? Sure. Well, yeah. I mean, I think the accessibility is one of the reasons why the game has flourished. Like if the barrier of entry was, was more difficult then less people are going to play. Right. And stuff like emo tracker and Dunkus tracker and stuff that has a logic built in or shows you, Hey, this is somewhere you can go alleviates a lot of that. Right. Yeah, for sure. I, I learned it. I learned the game absolutely with emo tracker entrance mm -hmm. and everything. And I, I've learned like other randomizers from now. And to be honest, if a randomizer doesn't have a map tracker, I'm probably not going to learn it. I exactly. Exactly. <laughs> you know? Yeah. There's a there's a barrier of entry that it has to be crossed. And whether or not that's overall good for competitive racing, I don't I'm sure there's an argument for that. But bringing people in, I think, is such a such a positive that that I feel like it's worth it. So 2019, this is late 2019 or how, how, where in 2019 are we? Yeah, we're in September, October. I was like okay. playing. Uh, there was so much stuff at the same time. And it was obviously like, wasn't hard, you know, but it's mm -hmm. beat run, SRL, you know, not race time and everything. And right. Yeah. So you got in right towards the end of the SRL days then, right? So you had to learn IRC yeah. and try to figure out. Yeah, that I stuff learned out. that. No auto tracking as well, so I did right. see like, and I and I'm grateful in a way for having played with no auto tracking, you know, because mm -hmm. I think that some people nowadays don't know how to track, right? And I think it's like a skill you have to know. But in the end, like for me, the debate of auto tracking and map tracking and everything, like if you play a lot, I think it's important. Like if you mm -hmm. only play tournament races like once in a blue moon maybe it's easy to remember something mm -hmm. but if you are like playing a lot watching a lot commentating a lot and everything i think the seed bleeding is just way too high <laughs> sure so, sure yeah that's where it helps a lot so yeah even just with a map started, tracker seed yeah. bleed can can really mess you up too yeah totally so <laughs> that's where i feel yeah. it can be very important sometimes you know because uh, i don't know it's I don't know. I, I, we all know some players that play with no map tracker, and in the end, they tell you they're they're happy to lose a race for it. You know, like right. it's not the end of the world. Like I don't yeah. know. I I find it insane, but uh, <laughs> sure. you're on. You know. So but, you yeah, jumped so right I, in and yeah. started racing. You did you were were you putting up sub two hours right away, or or how how was that going uh, when you when you first started? I think like I, I don't know. Like at the beginning, I was playing. So much, you know, I, because if I was not working, like, and at that point I had become like a freelance somewhat recently, you know, so it was mm -hmm. nice to not have to be uh, like an office minimum eight hours a day and just enjoy. So yeah, at the beginning I was like easily, if I could have the time and I wasn't working, I could put like 10 hours a day easily, you know, like wow. just play four seeds, five seeds. At one point I remember trying to get like a better time, like, I don't know, really dumb stuff like uh, resetting if I didn't get all crystals in the light world, 
trying to get a better time. And in the end, you realize that those are actually the worst seats, not <laughs> right. the good ones. <laughs> right. you, yeah. you know, but yeah, I was playing a lot of Brando and trying to, I don't know, I found some videos, for example, really good videos, uh, really simple videos with the route for each dungeon, because at the beginning, that's like the hard part, you know, because right. the tracker doesn't help you there. And yeah, really put in trying to learn because it's it's so overwhelming because a link to the past, it's not a hard game to be honest. Like playing casually, I mean, playing really casually, like as a young kid in the end, if you just get out there four bottles and then on a dark night, like right. you're almost invincible, you know? <laughs> you mm. just die a hundred times. But once you actually like start to try to play decently, it's so much stuff at the same time it can be right. overwhelming but yeah i was doing like decently in races i think but well the, the thing is the um, i think it was like a month thing or something like that really uh, uh not a long time um the qualifiers i believe this was the fall because in 2019 i think there was two tournaments still i'm not yeah. really sure to be honest i okay. think so i think in 2019 there are still two tournaments yeah Okay, I think so because that year is a bit fussy for me because I so I did join the qualifiers, which was really fun for me because uh, at that point the ladder wasn't around either, right. obviously. But I think like the huge races had died a, a bit. I think at that point, and I can't really say, you know, but mm. I think that's the impression I get. So suddenly seeing these all really big races, I think it's really exciting when you are starting. And I think mm -hmm. the qualifiers, even though if maybe they can have some problems towards the actual qualifiers itself, like for top competitive players, which I don't know, but as a newer player, like as a benchmark, I think they're extremely good because mm -hmm. they can really tell you where you are, you know, and like, right. like, uh, I think like getting through the qualifiers, like when you're starting, that was like my main goal at the beginning when I started playing this and you saw like the qualifiers and everything. and. You just think, ah, I think it would just be like really cool to qualify for the real tournament and play like with the good guys and pretty mm -hmm. much that, you know, and it's like an, I think it's like an, a real achievable goal. Like mm -hmm. if you do good, you are going to qualify mm -hmm. probably, you know, like you once you get there, did you qualify? No, 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 oh, okay. <laughs> not at all, <laughs> not at all, not at all, not at all. I was doing like 60, 65, maybe in a good one. Not like absolutely terribly, but I don't know. And I do remember, I think it was a bit later, but like, because I did play the Challenge Cup, which was fun, but I do remember like uh, one of the races that really stuck with me, I think it was about that point. I played like in a daily or something like that on, on Speed Gaming. I will always try to get like restreams or anything because it was so good feedback at that point, you know, like mm -hmm. from the commentators and the chat and everything. Because when you're starting, people tend to point out what you're doing bad because people love to do that. Mm -hmm. It was <laughs> so much feedback. And I remember a race, I, yeah, Koi was commentating where I pretty much got routed the seed, everything perfect. Elas didn't, did Aga. And one by ten minutes. Oh wow! And that was that was like uh, this game is impossible, you know. Like and that, <laughs> at that point, sure. you do realize like the like the RNG isn't uh, isn't gonna get you that far because it's really exciting. I feel that especially at the start, I've always thought like uh, even if it doesn't, it's not very apparent. I think Rando is very similar to like 
Battle Royale games, actually, like Fortnite and stuff in the way, because mm-hmm. my friends were getting really into Fortnite, Fortnite at the same point. Mm-hmm. I didn't really like much, but I think like the idea of when you lose to whatever, okay, next game, next race is going to be awesome. Because mm-hmm. next race, I'm just going to go to the dam and find my boots and go to Mini Moldern and skip <laughs> everything. And mm-hmm. I'm going to god route and everything's going to be awesome. And I think like the that component of Rando is really addictive at the beginning, mm-hmm. you know, like the, mm-hmm. the, the next race is going to be really good. So, so yeah, I did join the, the challenge cap, which, uh, oh, I was so lost at the beginning because I, I had never played like in tournaments and challenge or anything like that. I, I knew nothing. I actually remember I played like my first round against Seto, which was so nice to me because I actually lost and I thought I was out of the tournament. But it was double mm. elimination, actually. And suddenly he brought me like four days later, like, now you're playing against him. You, you, you maybe can do good. He's not that good. And uh, wow, I'm still playing this. Who knows? Maybe if he hadn't like written me, I would have just gotten bored. I don't know. It's, uh, <laughs> sure. I always remember that and try to be nice to really new people because you never mm-hmm. know that, right? When right, someone is totally. really... Well, because once you're here and you're here for a time, it's fine. You're probably going to meet some assholes in the way. But at the beginning, I think like a really bad and in, uncomfortable interaction at the beginning can really hurt someone and say, okay, this is just for nerds or something like that. Really hard. Right. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah. Once, you know, first impressions are everything. And if, you, you know, you, you encounter a bunch of assholes, there's no way you want to go back to it. Right. So, yeah. That's yeah. You know, so, one of the great things about the community, I feel like so far, is we've weeded out a lot of the totally. assholes. <laughs> totally, um, yes. So, are you? You said you and your friends started playing. Did you were playing in the in the main tournament? Did you find the Spanish community at some point? Then much that was later. This that was like on the spring of 2020 or something like that when the okay. tournament was announced. Okay. At, yeah, at that point, that was pretty much playing on my well. I was playing with my with my friend uh, with Senor Midget. With uh, he was he was he's like a childhood friend of mine. He actually moved mm-hmm. to Peru at that at that point to work. So it was cool because we used to play like seats in Retroarch. It has like a two player function where you can like essentially mm-hmm. pass the controller. So we would play seats together over the internet, like passing the controller as if we were playing together, just to hang out and chat yeah. as well. And since he was there, like he just moved to Peru and everything. So he, we just learned the game together, like, like that, like playing a lot of seeds casually and everything, and, sure. and learning the logic. That was really cool. And but yeah, I was like pretty much on my own at that point, mm-hmm. and I was playing. Uh, I did play the challenge cup. Then after I, it went quite well. I I made the two brackets. Uh, mm. I did. I had some awesome matches because I played with um, DS packs. We had a really good race because I did something dumb like I went into pendant swamp and I found the fire rod early and I left and I got routed the seed and I won and I did my first sub 130 and I won by mm. 20 minutes and I think that like the, your first really good race like that kind of gets you hooked I think if you oh, early, yeah. early on mm-hmm. the game have something like that it feels really good mm-hmm. totally to be honest. yeah you feel like you're winning it feels like you're accomplishing something and I think you know, especially when you start beating runners that are, are of a higher caliber than you, not you specifically, but just you in general, like 
I remember beating some of the bigger names like the first time I was able to like get a win over like Wayne or something and it feels like oh man I'm 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 getting better and I think there's that that addiction that kind of comes comes with playing this game. Yeah, getting better or just even being lucky again because sure. the crazy part <laughs> yeah. is on the next round I actually played against uh, Oase uh, uh-huh. which is really fun because he's part of the of our community right now he's Right now, he's not playing uh, even speedruns because he's a top 20 speedrunner uh, mm-hmm. in, in NNG. So I remember like uh, Sero actually messaged me again. Okay, you are now playing against Oase. This is really tough, but you can win. And at that point, when you're starting and you go to the leaderboard and you see, okay, this guy has a 124 in NNG. Like, this is just impossible, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, there's no way. Like, this guy flies through the game. But mm-hmm. he just, like, skipped Magic Pack. He just skipped it and the ice sword was there. <laughs> he oh, just wow. got it. And I, I remember like just winning that race. And even the commentary was, it was just crazy because I was playing so bad. And even like in GT, I remember like some magic popping up and something in the commentary saying like, okay, it's sometimes just better to be lucky than to be good, you mm-hmm. know? And, <laughs> and then the second game, his internet dropped and, <laughs> and we couldn't play because it was so close to the deadline. So they gave me the win. So obviously I don't feel it. Maybe sometimes it's good, but in the moment, obviously it was amazing. And and you get the feeling like, okay, this game is amazing and you can truly always win. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Yeah. So you, so you play in the challenge cup and then later in spring of 2020, you kind of discover the Spanish speaking community or how, how did yeah, that the, there was an announcement for the tournament for the SG life uh, road to SG life. I believe it was oh, fall right. tournament, which was mm-hmm. yeah the price to go to SG life in the, in the fall. So yeah, I just, we, ju- I just joined there uh, and we, we played the tournament. Uh, it, it was a bit weird at first because they were playing with hints and some other different stuff, I believe. And I didn't really understand it, uh, to be honest. Mm-hmm. And I did made my mind clear about it to everyone that wanted to listen about it or probably who didn't, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, even didn't want to. But yeah, we just played the tournament. It was fun. I actually, yeah, I made third of the tournament, which was kind of good because Obviously, like Asafas and Oasa were right ahead of everyone, but I did manage to pull ahead. And uh, at that time, there were people there that probably were better than me at the game, but uh, I, I was the one putting in the time, probably, and like trying to learn like glitches and everything that I could learn. And yeah, and really enjoying the game and watching as many races as I could and everything. Mm-hmm. And yeah, from there, we just like at some point, like my friend and me, like, hey, who wants to play a multi world? And we started playing multi worlds and stuff together. And at some point, like, we just decided to, to make another Discord, like, because people in, like, at that point, it was like the link to the past randomizer Spanish Discord, which nothing wrong with it obviously but in the end it's like a speed gaming discord and we wanted mm-hmm. to like also play other games and do other stuff so mm-hmm. uh, yeah sometimes it's not easy like because you don't know where to do the stuff you know something like that mm-hmm. but yeah we just yeah we started playing together from that and we also formed a, a league team i believe uh yeah because yeah in 2020 there was no main tournament right there was no main tournament in 2020, right? Yeah, there was ended up being two league seasons that year, seasons three and or seasons two and three. Yeah, yeah, two and three. Yeah, that always messes up a bit with me. So yeah, we just like started playing together at that point, and 
doing some restreams in, in speed game in Spanish as well and doing some races. Um, and yeah, and from there, we, we actually joined the, the league in season three. That would be like the, the next tournament that I played. Like we hadn't played that much at that point. It was mm-hmm. like Red Kid, Sune, Asafas, and me. And Asafas was basically carrying us mm-hmm. as hard as he could because he was just <laughs> destroying everyone, basically. Because we had like some tough matches with against like uh, Langshan and Ningembro and some tough people. But yeah, Asafas played most of them and he just won all of his races. And yeah, obviously, I think I went like. Um, I actually won the first year. I went four and four, actually. Yeah, so it it was fun. Like we almost played, made playoffs. Maybe we were close, but we weren't there yet at all, to be honest. Like we were just getting carried, and it was really fun. Like, and I remember, like, I think I really like co-op, obviously, and mm-hmm. and the spoiler. I really, really, really enjoyed spoiler mode. It's just oh, okay. kind of unfortunate now, but that's not <laughs> right. <a> matter. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but I don't know. I really liked it. I, I think it's a really good mode like to get to play with someone. It depends if you like the piloting part or not, which I do. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. Uh, as the racer, I think it's really, really good to push execution because you don't have to think at all. And like once you're like 30 minutes into a race, you're probably go mode or, or 35. And like the low percent with someone telling you what to do and something, I think that's something that really pushed uh, my execution for sure. The practice mm-hmm. for the spoiler in the in the league season three. So you joined season three. You guys have a pretty decent season for for season three. It looked like you went eight and six, and you looks like you didn't quite make the playoffs. But come back for season four, and you guys go ten and four. You yeah, it looks like yeah. you went season ten and four. four. Was, and he made the playoffs that season. Yeah, uh, uh, that, that was crazy. Well, mm-hmm. uh, season four was, yeah, that was something. Yeah. We were obviously like much better at that point uh, mm-hmm. because we, we we actually dropped Asafas because he basically almost stopped playing the game like between the main tournament in 2021 and something. Well, he's coming yeah. back now. But he stopped playing for a while and we actually swapped him for Kaede, which had been playing like for a year. He started playing with us like from zero at a marathon or something like that. And and yeah, like at that point, like the thing is like after season three, uh, because I really wanted to like Im- really improve in the game. So and I-, I wanted to learn NMG, but I didn't see myself capable of doing it on my own. Mm. So what I, we formed like a really small, like a, I believe we started like 10 people and in the end we were only six, like an kind of NMG league where we would like race each two weeks or something like that, a segment or something like that. And then, and then each month we would do like a, a big segment race, you know, mm. and we would like keep practicing and something and stuff. And as I did like a, a, a Spanish tutorial, like more basic uh, for the speed run. And myself, I think I, that's where I improved the most. Mm-hmm. Uh, that really helped out. I really recommend people if they can like to form a small group and try to learn the game like that because I think yeah. it's more fun, you know. And I don't know because at that point we we really thought that NMG was really the only way to go. And suddenly someone like Gamma comes up and tells you, "Oh no, that's 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 crazy! I've never played that in my life." And then he plays perfectly. <laughs> You know, and and, yeah. and and sometimes that gives you some thought, you know, but yeah. I don't know. I, I still think it's like a really good way because 
the 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 in my opinion the best part about the, like the NMG and learning the speedrun it's the consistency it gives you like like just if you're in a good run and you're like in four hearts going to the back of TR and try next you're not gonna go, lose time going for a heart and you know you have to finish TR no hit basically mm-hmm. and I think that really helps in rando I think that's the part that helps the most right. to be honest and I think consistency I truly feel is like the thing that usually defines like the top players like mm-hmm. i can go fast but i sometimes just mess up mm-hmm. and there's people just just never mess up never right i don't know it's right crazy. or if they do it's very rarely yeah. or very very minor yeah, yeah. very uh, very very rarely yeah. so you were part of the the speed gaming team right for for the the spanish community you were one of the the guys running that am i right uh yeah i was like i was always mostly helping like mostly from the link to the past point of view like maybe mm-hmm. i helped in some other stuff but that was not really my thing to be honest and mm-hmm. yeah mostly like the the 2021 spanish tournament was hosted there where we had 20 people mm-hmm. that going from 8 to 20 it's not that much but it's obviously much better you know no yeah it's, so, it's a big improvement yeah <laughs> Yeah, still small, obviously, and especially mm-hmm. like you see some like like in the German community, you can see right now some top stream, top streamers picking up the game, and you can see like twenty new people joining and racing each day. Just mm-hmm. insane, you know, <laughs> like the level right. of growth. But yeah, like and obviously, I think the growth it's exponential. You just need to get a few people so they just start getting in their friends, you know. Mm-hmm. So, do you see yourself so, yeah. as like a leader in the community because? Not only are you doing that, but at one point you join and are still currently on the council, right? Yeah, I'm on the council now as well. That was a bit of a surprise. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, I do, I do manage like most of the of the Spanish community. Maybe too much at some points. Mm. Like at some point, I realized, so to speak, I was trying to recreate most of the link to the past community in spanish by myself Mm. i mean not by myself like there's always been people helping me but Mm -hmm. you know most of the thought process so to speak and that was obviously way too much we also put yeah a ton of work in speed gaming yeah we we did the the tournament and then sg live as well uh, in the end, uh, we ended up going back to our channel, which uh, Bolas Azules, which we had previously. We actually did the NMG League as well there. Mm. Um, not because of anything, it's just to have a little bit more of freedom, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, because yeah. some, like we are not, we are not that that many people. Like as I said before, if I have time, I don't mind putting it into random. And sometimes I don't have to work like four times in a day, like. I've done sometimes like, I don't know, maybe 13 or 14 restreams in five days at wow. some point, you know, like, yeah, like a lot to be honest, because, uh, <laughs> because the, the good part about being a small community, like I know all of the players in the community, mm-hmm. like really know them, like, uh, like almost on a personal level, but if not, at least like in a gaming level, I know most of the level how's anyone what tricks they can do, what they can do, stuff like that. So, like, if I'm not working and if I'm at home, I'm probably going to watch the races. And if I'm going to mm-hmm. watch it, might as well watch it with people, you know? It's mm-hmm. yeah, just that, you know, mostly that, like, uh, with people. And 
I'm because I truly believe there should be a bigger audience for random Spanish, you know, and I, mm-hmm. it's and not so much for me or for any channel or any platform or anything, but like, it really should be there in my opinion, because obviously Spanish, it's not a small language in Twitch, you know, at all. <laughs> right. Like, yeah. uh, it's not like we're a small country with a small language or anything like that is all the opposite. So it doesn't really make sense, but, but yeah, I really enjoyed like restream everything like that. And, like when when you're just doing a lot of races like the restream and everything yourself you can maybe uh relate like from your channel like in the end if you have to depend on other people other schedules other everything do the setup cancel the setup if you're not going to mm-hmm. do it like i sometimes don't know if i'm going to do the restream like up to five three minutes before you know like mm-hmm. sometimes i don't feel good because of the runners because it doesn't seem very professional but i don't know like I literally sometimes just end work an hour before and I thought I see a race. Okay, let's do this race, you know, mm-hmm. and, and that feels good. And, and yeah, so we ended up going back to our channel and I think like in the, throughout the different like tournaments, the mentor tournament, uh, also, obviously, if you're trying to restream Gamatius races, you're probably going to restream a lot of the tournaments. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Because he tends to get uh, uh, quite uh, till the end and everything. So, yeah, like, I think it's cool. Like, I think there's like a place for because we obviously I've had streams like way more uh, English speaking people in the East in the stream, like because there's no other restream. And at one point you think I could just start talking in English because (laughs) everyone Mm -hmm. that talks Spanish and would understand me the same. Mm-hmm. And, you know, but uh, you have to, like, try to balance it, I guess. Right. Like, yeah, you're I'm, trying to grow that, that Spanish community. I, I understand that for sure. Yeah, uh, that's the thing. And at some point, like, yes, I think um, usually after each tournament, I, I, I don't stop playing, but I do play less. But in the mm-hmm. end, usually, like, commentary and restreams and everything, like, keep the content. Now, we're definitely like taking a rest right now like i think a lot of people probably are doing because i know i i honestly feel this will be another topic entirely but i'm sorry to think there's like too many tournaments <laughs> yeah, i agree yeah the tournaments never stop like you have the big ones you've got the main tournament you've got the league you could probably put the cross keys tournament in there as well and then you have all these side tournaments they're just like it's cool that they're coming together but it's also it's just a lot and there's like this like yeah. fear of missing out that a lot of people have. That, so they join them and then they kind of get burnt out on all the Especially, different Yeah. And I think it can be an issue like on uh, playing, restreaming and everything. And I was talking with another member of our community this recently with Ethan because he's like a smash tournament admin TO and everything and commentator like for real. So he mm-hmm. probably knows a bit more about this stuff. And he told me it's like, that doesn't make sense in the end if there's too many tournaments like people will have to choose which one to play yeah or which one to restream because we are trying to restream like everything from all of our players like Mm -hmm. and even if there's not that many players that can be a lot of content because if there's so Mm -hmm. many tournaments like and i think like in a way uh, there should be like i think there's should be like probably another big tournament i don't know mm. i for me sg live was covering that void mm. to be honest yeah. sg live yeah. online and between the spoiler this year which is fine big because i think sg live online will disappear probably i have no idea 
but I think it will happen. But I think especially with the main tournament having different modes, I think like the idea of having that and having another tournament with the camera and everything was really fun, like focused on like one mode focused yeah. purely on execution, I think mm -hmm. worked out really well. And I think if you have two main tournaments, like major tournaments, you know, clearly defined, I think that could work out well. Like, so... And it's not like to obviously do less of any tournament or anything. Any tournament is fun, and most of them are for fun anyway, you know. But mm -hmm. I think if not, the burnout can be real if there's just so many tournaments and so many modes and mm -hmm. everything. Yeah, I agree. So what was your goal when you joined the, the council? Like, what was, um, what was your thinking about joining the council? Where do you think the council is now, or how's, how, how the council is doing now, and where do you see it going forward? Yeah, I... I obviously joined the council like uh, as a representative of my community, and I'm mm. pretty sure that's why I was selected. Like, I'm happy because I think like people have to know you at, at some point to vote for you. Because, well, which maybe is also kind of an issue with the council, in my opinion. But you know, but I think like uh, for me, I was happy with it, obviously, because if there's something like uh, I mean, there was a there was a ban. For example, last year for a player from our community, you know, and even though that was probably quite clear, like my thought process was maybe that person doesn't even spoke, speak very good English, you know, mm -hmm, because mm -hmm. it's not required to play rando. And if they're banning you, like, I don't know, I think you can probably appreciate someone that can talk to you in your own language. And, mm -hmm. you know, probably someone on the council can write in Spanish, you know, but it's not the same, I think, to be honest. So that was probably like my idea for joining there. And, mm -hmm. and yeah, I got, I got elected like the first time I applied. I was going to apply the time before I didn't do it. I applied and I almost forgot about it, to be honest. And I was kind of surprised when I saw the ping. Mm -hmm. And yeah, like I, I'm happy about it. I think like in the end, uh, there should be someone like representing each part of the community or something. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And that's the part I feel. But for the council itself, I don't know. Like uh, it's been interesting. Like uh, listening to other people and other episodes, no? other members or previous members of the council, people that have been here much more time and. I don't know if loaded it's the word, but right now there's not that much to do most of the time, which mm -hmm. is obviously good. Right. But there's some people not really that active, which, but the question is like, is that bad? You know, like mm -hmm. not necessarily bad, but like I do feel there's a lot of people, like the previous term we were like 19 people. Mm -hmm. And like, I don't know, like the the selection process, if you get like a list of 15 people or something like that, like it's really hard to rank all of those people numerically, you know? Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know if there's any other way to do it. Probably not. I don't know. And obviously it's not easy to get here. And I don't know. Over the time, I, I, I honestly feel it's overly complicated. Mm. Like, if you see some of the corrections or demnants to the bylaws of stuff like that, it's, I don't know, it's its more complicated than a lot of business contracts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. The wording and everything. Sure. It's like, up to that point, it's like, do we really have to take ourselves this serious? That was one Which of my I guess problems. we do. 
Yeah, right. We do, you know, <laughs> but it's also it's it's like really, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I, I, you know, uh, it's like we're supposed to have a good time, but then you do have to have rules, and it, it's just like reading a lawyer lawyer's contract. It's just like I don't know. I I get it. I understand why it's there, but I don't love it at the same time. So yeah, yeah. that's the thing. Like, I don't know how you could do it better for sure. And it's not like I'm right. Criticizing <laughs> or everything, but I do think like over the time, I think it's got like a bit lost in itself. You know, like what are you mm-hmm. saying? Like uh, some of the stuff, it's just it's just compl- too complicated to read. Yeah. To yeah. be honest, like it's it's too much. I think so. I think in some way the. Uh, Obviously, with the number, if you want people representing each community and then you don't want only that people, that's probably already like, I don't know, 10 people, you know, Mm -hmm. so it's never going to be easy. Like, I don't know, maybe there should, I don't know, like maybe there should be people. uh, This sounds even more businessy, you know, but maybe there should be like some kind of advisor people, representatives helping out on some point, a much smaller council. Mm hmm. I don't know, because getting 15 people to agree or something, like in the end, if you see 13 people agreeing on something, I think it's really hard to go the other way. Mm-hmm. Not that I disagree on stuff or anything, but I think it's hard to coordinate among so much people, to be honest. Sure. All right. So we're, we're already past the hour mark. So we're going to ask you a couple more questions and then we'll wrap this up. Who are some of the people that you have looked up to in the community? Oh, uh, well, uh, for sure. Uh, I don't know. I think like at the start, Probably Satas and Oaster in our community were probably like some people that helped us out a lot. You know, uh, obviously, mm-hmm. I think we can all say that we start out watching Andy, mm-hmm. uh, which again, once like in the main, t- main tournament this year, we went two and one, which felt really good, you know, because mm-hmm. it, you, at least you made it sort of speak, you know, could have mm-hmm. gone another way. And he's obviously good at the game. Mm-hmm. And like, there's people that knew more about the game in 2017 than I'm ever going to know, you know? So it's <laughs> right. really hard to catch up to that. Right. And from there, yeah. I mean, uh, Ganachu, obviously, like, it's kind of insane since he joined the community. Like, we have our sync races, and he consistently wins, like, almost all of them. And you see that he never goes wrong. You know, like mm-hmm. almost always, like his execution is on par with everyone. But I think the, the routing part is really, really where he shines, I think. And like the thing with Rando, I think it's easy to blame everything on the RNG. Mm-hmm. But as you said, like on the first episode, if someone has an 80% win rate, they're probably doing something, you know, that's <laughs> right. That's really yeah. insane. That shouldn't, that shouldn't happen in an LO ranking. Like yeah. StarCraft pros don't get to 60%. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. It really feels like you also come from that world of the world of Warcraft line of thinking yeah. of doing this as a community. So it really feels like you've brought that over to Rando too, specifically and especially in the, in the Spanish community of trying, trying to make it more of a community game as opposed to a one-on-one game. Really? Am I, am I right there? Yeah. Well, I, I, I do really enjoy the one-on-one aspect of the game, you know, like as a racer. I, I do really enjoy, even if I do like playing co-op and everything on the side, like in the, at the end of the day, like racing one-on-one, like at the tournament, it's still the part I enjoy most, to be honest, mm-hmm. like for mm-hmm. sure. But yeah, I do want to like build a, I think it's really fun, you know, like just having a, 
a group of people to talk about. Uh, like, I think in the end, with between the NMD speedruns, multi worlds, online, ROM hacks, uh, the monthly spoilers, I think like the game is almost like a genre at this point, you know? Like, you can play so many, so much stuff playing A Link to the Past. Mm-hmm. So, so, so much stuff. And yeah, I think it's really fun to to build a, a community around it. Uh, we are actually starting to talk maybe about later this year, next year, trying to do a, a small in-life tournament like in, mm-hmm. in Spain. Uh, and yeah, I'm kind of excited about that. I think it would be really fun, you know, like maybe something smaller because like uh, tournaments are long, surprise. Obviously, a lot of people are saying this. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like I remember like... When Solsky was talking about like his invitationals and smaller tournaments and stuff like that. And I've been thinking about stuff like that. I actually maybe want to try to do some kind of content or something in, in English as well. I would like to try mm-hmm. it maybe on my channel or something like that. And, and yeah, I think like maybe we can do shorter stuff and focus as well on bigger tournaments. But yeah, and the community, and I'm really trying to get more people to join league as well. Because mm. I always tell us it's my favorite tournament for sure. I think it's the most fun, at least for sure. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and yeah, it's playing rando with people and everything. It, I think it it takes out like the worst part of the game, which is like once you know. I think the worst part of the game is fifty minutes in when you know you've lost. You know <laughs> you, you've done the right. you've gone where it's not, and you keep playing. Like if you're at least talking with somebody and everything during that time, eh, it's usually better and. I don't know. Um, you probably have to not. You, you tend to not get as mad in the league. I think with mm-hmm. me. Sure, I agree with that. All right. Uh, final question, and you know it's coming because it comes to everyone. Is the the tilt question? Uh, Madcap, how do you handle tilt? Do you get tilted? And and what's your advice on, on handling uh, when tilt happens? So I've been thinking about this. Obviously, like I do get tilted. I feel. I get tilted if I make a big mistake. Like in league last year, we lost a match in groups in Kisanity because I opened lava chest without thinking, for example. Mm. You know, I, mm-hmm. I just got to the, I got to the pokey, opened the door and we lost that match. And I was extremely because I, I kept playing and I, I lost by 30 seconds after doing 45 more checks than my opponent looking for that key. Mm. I literally cleared the whole game and then lost by 30 seconds. And I knew it was going to happen when it happened. I knew because there was one team in the open league, Bottles Bottles on Empty was called, I believe. I'm not sure. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Basically, Maniacal and Ninjembro, that was the team you didn't want to have. And when we lost, I know we're going to have that team. Uh, Yeah, we lost to them like by three seconds in the end. And we didn't get into the invitational because of that. So that was all like, I still get angry about that match. Like if you do something wrong or you do a big execution mistake or something like that, I do get tilted about it for sure. Like if, if it's just random, like in the casual boots tournament, I played recently the round of uh, 64 or 32, the brackets against Buan, for example, and uh, he skipped everything. He skipped the big, key t- the big key chest in Eastern. He skipped the front of Schoolwoods. He just got routed the seed, absolutely, and won. I just, 
did Graveyard Ledge and a couple of more stuff and lost by four minutes. And it's like, okay, there's just no, there's no way I'm winning this race. Mm -hmm. It's just impossible. Like if he's doing that and the seed goes like that, I can't win, you know, because I'm never going to go as fast as that people, as mm -hmm. people as Buan, like, you know, like I can, I think I'm going faster and I'm trying, but there's just people like that are always <laughs> right. gonna, they, because again, they just play perfectly all the time. They just do get the quick kills on all the bosses and everything, you know? So mm -hmm. I think Rando, at least for me, it will always get to you after a tournament where you have a tough loss. I usually stop playing for what I usually do. My, my advice, honestly, what I do, I don't know if it works, but I've already done it with two or three games i stop playing for a bit i learn a new randomizer i get into it for a bit i've done it well with super metroid and, and smc3 and then with ocarina of time you learn that randomizer you get a bit good at it you get your ass kicked then you realize how long the game is how uncomfortable the game is and you suddenly see a link to the past and you see wow this is 80 minutes i'm good at it and it's easy and suddenly the game is wonderfully again and honestly I think that helps for me. Like, yeah, you put it back into perspective, right? You change your perspective on yeah. what's going on. Yeah, yeah, and you get like uh, I re I always uh, trash the bit over enough time, but I really enjoy the randomizer. I think as on the mindset itself, it's probably better than into the past, to be honest, because it's really fun. But it's so big, so complicated, so everything. So yeah, mm -hmm. I think that once you get it it gives you a, and you actually think about to maybe some things in a link to the past in a new way and and yeah the problem is as you get better obviously the you can't improve as much and maybe at that point you can lose and that's i don't know i i just try to think that if it's out of my control and I, if i it's a it's the topical answer but if I play well, I think you can't really do much else, you know, like mm -hmm. just try to play well and don't do dumb decisions. And and uh, what would Gamma do? Just do that. <laughs> what would That's Gamma how I'm playing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that son it's of simple. a bitch. All right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. Uh, Matt, thanks for coming on the show, man. I really appreciate it. And uh, yeah, just thanks for, uh, for sharing your story and getting it out there. Yeah. Thank you so much. Sorry if I went a bit off the rails, but yeah, I like talking about right now. Uh, big shout outs to Matt Cat for coming on the show. I loved the honesty, you know, talking about some of the council stuff and some, some of the tournament stuff and, you know, maybe he has perspectives or opinions that you might not agree with, but I, I really enjoy that people are able to come on the show and feel free to express themselves honestly. That's, that's really what I love is I loved, I love the honesty. I love people not, uh, not trying to sugarcoat it, not necessarily trying to be mean, but to be honest. And, uh, you know, whether you agree or not that there's too many tournaments or what he did say about the council or whatever, like you get to hear it from his perspective and it's not in text. Yeah, I, I love that. So so big shout outs to Matt Cap for being on the show. We'll be back Monday with Malmo. Very excited for you to hear this one. I do feel a little bit bad about the conversation that we had because it's focused so much on the glitch stuff. And I feel like I didn't give her as much opportunity to talk about herself. So maybe I'll have to have her back on the show and going to hear even more of her story. But I don't know. I, I still think it was a fun conversation and I, I feel like I boxed her in a little bit with, with all the glitch stuff, mostly because I don't really know much about the overworld glitches and the no logic stuff and, and that portion of the community. And she's, you know, such a vital part of it. I, I don't know. We'll see what you think about the show on, on Monday with Melmo. I really loved having her on and I loved having a conversation with her. So 
I hope you enjoy it too. That's on Monday. And again, the 216 Weekly is this Saturday. We're playing SGL Kaz Boots. It's just Kaz Boots. It's like a, a modified hard mode. It's pretty fun. Uh, we'll be doing that over on uh, my Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash fearagent underscore. Everyone's welcome to join Saturday noon Eastern. If you can, leave a review of the show on Apple Podcasts. That really helps us out. Just helps us get the word out about the show. If you could, uh, you know, plug our show wherever you can in the, your friends' discords or your community of ALTTPR, uh, the numbers continue to grow slowly, but uh, it's pretty awesome to see. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Really appreciate everyone listening. Uh, we'll be back again Monday with Malmo. See you next week.